listening to the Fantasy Alarm DFS NBA podcast. What's going on, FA Nation? Jonathan Hemby here with Justin Fenceman, bringing you the Fantasy Alarm NBA DFS podcast here for Thursday's five-game main slate. Uh, Fence, the wild day in the NBA as recorded here on uh, Wednesday evening. Monster blockbuster trade. Watch tell everybody what they may have missed if they don't already know. Yeah, absolutely, John. And this is a trade that we were long anticipating. And that's James Harden, no longer a member of the Rockets, now a member of the Brooklyn Nets, joins Kevin Durant. And I've been saying this on every piece of content that I put out since this trade was announced earlier today. And that was maybe Kyrie Irving makes this super team. I believe that's how the rules work for it. The Rockets getting Victor Oladipo four first round picks. Pick swaps, four of them, Dante Exum, Rodion's Karooks, and then the Cavs getting Jared Allen, Torian Prince from the Nets, and then the Pacers picking up Karis LeVert, which I got to give multiple standing ovations for because you're replacing the old injured legs of Victor Oladipo with fresh legs, even though LeVert has had his fair share of injuries. Still an excellent replacement guard to get. So what a trade we had, John. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I did not expect, obviously, this to come as quickly. We knew that Harden had requested a trade during the offseason. After the last game, he basically gave a press conference saying he doesn't want to play for them anymore. Felt like there were a bunch of losers, basically, and nothing that he could do uh, was to solve it. And then all of a sudden, basically, you know, 24, 48 hours later, uh, the move happens. Um, Major deal uh, of guys being sent out, you know, Karis LeVert, Jared Allen, I thought were fantastic pieces uh, on the Nets. You know, we knew Kyrie Irving, though, wanted to move them. Basically, as soon as he got there, those rumors were already swirling. He was able to get that trade done. The Victor Oladipo trade swap there from the Pacers to the Rockets was surprising uh, to me. But it'll be interesting to see how all this pans out because, Fensty, on this slate that we have for Thursday, there there is the Rockets and there is the Pacers, and they'll be without those players um, definitely don't have enough time to get with their team, whatever COVID protocols are, are required. So uh, it'll be an interesting one. Definitely uh, some shorthanded there with the Rockets already missing John Wall and Daniel House for this matchup. Now no um, no James Harden and then the Pacers without Oladipo. Uh, and Warren also is still out for them. So missing some key parts to their team. Quickly looking over uh, this slate here, we do have the Hornets on a back-to-back. Uh, and the Portland Trailblazers on a back-to-back for this slate. Uh, some quick game totals that we have available to us. Uh, Golden State-Denver is at a 230 game total. Five points spread on that one with Denver as a favorite. Pacers-Portland, uh, a matchup of 229.5, just a one-and-a-half point spread uh, in that game. Uh, and then Charlotte and Toronto, 221 game total, eight-point spread there. No game total yet, Um for Miami, Philadelphia, no game total for Houston, San Antonio. I actually got a – I'm actually looking at Oh, you have them. Perfect. Yes, I got some, Mr. Impemba. So for Miami, Philadelphia, I'm seeing a five-and-a-half-point spread favoring the Sixers for Miami, Philadelphia, a 220-and-a-half total there. Charlotte, Toronto, 221-and-a-half. Toronto favored by eight. And then for Houston, San Antonio, the Spurs favored by seven, 223-and-a-half there. Only seven without Wall and Harden, huh? I'm going to have to see if that gets adjusted or not uh, as the day moves along uh, for sure because that that seems awfully low uh, for a team that's uh, basically looking. And Eric Gordon may not play either in that one, so it could just be the, uh, who, Ben McLemore show, I guess? (laughs) Uh, 
uh, you know, Wood there potentially as Christian well. Christian so, Wood, the Christian, Christian Wood. Wood show. Yeah, it'll be interesting. But uh, let's just jump into it. Uh, we'll go position by position. I'll be looking at FanDuel just for the position continuity because DraftKings gives everybody multiple positions, even though FanDuel and DraftKings don't always agree on the positions of the players that they have on the slate. That being said, at point guard spot, Steph Curry is your top price point guard on the slate uh, in Denver. Curry, some back-to-back tough games for him. 25 fantasy points against Toronto, just 33 fantasy points against uh, the Pacers. Um, and prior to that, you know, he had a 28 fantasy point game against the Clippers. So three of the last four games for Steph Curry over on FanDuel, um, not great production, 33 or less fantasy points. Going into Denver, even without a matchup against Jamal Murray, knowing that they didn't have Gary Harris the other day, Curry's getting really tough to trust, especially at that price point. Yeah, absolutely. And with Steph Curry, he's got to remember that, you know, there's some guards that have been good at transitioning into pass mode when the shots aren't falling. And I know Steph Curry, out of anybody in this league, has the eternal green light. At the same time, he's got to remember he's the point guard of this team. And you're seeing in his some of his recent games, especially his most recent one, 20 points and three assists. That's not going to cut it. That's great that he's getting five and a half, five boards per game and he's grabbing over a steal but at the same time we need that point total to be higher if we're going to be paying 9700 for him john and that's the problem and the the other thing is when you're on a team with multiple streaky shooters like the warriors have they're going to go with the hot hand and that sometimes might not be curry yeah i mean the other night it was wiggins 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 went with the hot was the hot hand uh he got it going and, and yeah curry just was not able uh, you know, to sustain offense, you know, and it was maybe, you know, a little bit of a tough matchup there against the Pacers with Brogdon and whatnot. But uh, again, you know, with him being as expensive as he is on this smaller slate, um, you know, it feels a little bit tough to want to pay up that type of money for him. Um, further down, you know, we have Dame Lillard here. He's going to be in the second night of a back-to-back uh, going up against the Pacers. Again, you know, Brogdon is a, is a pretty decent defender uh, in his own right, but, you know, it, it, Lillard's been sort of giving way to McCollum of late again. You know, him himself, back-to-back games, under 40 fantasy points uh, against Toronto and Sacramento. Um, you know, so these two high-priced guards not really performing the way we would expect them to. On the flip side, you have Malcolm Brogdon now, no Victor Oladipo, uh, and he's playing some of the best basketball we've seen out of him, and I think that continues against Portland. And that's going to be in a lot of my lineups. I mean, Malcolm Brogdon, someone you can trust on this team when it comes to prioritization and no Victor Oladipo anymore. Look, am I going to go and spend 9300 on DraftKings and be in that constant mental battle of who's going to be the top scorer on this Blazers from this Blazers backcourt? Last year wasn't a question. It was most of the time Lillard. This year it hasn't been. So instead, why not save $1,000 and go with Brogdon on the other side. Portland will probably be a little bit fatigued. And with the openings there, because let's face it, even though it's holiday season in Indiana, until Karis LeVert gets settled and knows the scheme, it's going to be a lot of Brogdon in the backcourt. It is. It's going to be a lot of Brogdon in the backcourt for sure. Um, you know, And even then, you know, it, it's always going to be Brogdon in the backcourt, even when LeVert's there. Uh, they'll have to learn the code. But it's even going to be more. I mean, somehow, some way, just when you think the ceiling couldn't rise, it suddenly rises, even though it's temporary. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. He's, he's definitely going to be in a position to uh, really perform 
uh, in these next couple of games, however it is, without uh, Levert there and obviously no Oladipo. Uh, more of the mid-tier, we have Ben Simmons here against Miami. Uh, came back, played 30 minutes, was okay. He's still not shooting enough. Um, gave you the double-digit, um, I think it was, uh, assist there. Two steals, six rebounds, five points. Need him scoring more. He's just not doing it. LaMelo Ball, second night of a back-to-back for him, but I don't think that matters. Young legs, really performing well. Uh, you know, we're recording in the middle of this Dallas-Charlotte game, uh, and, and Ball, as we're recording it right now, through uh, 12 minutes. Hasn't scored yet. Another bad shooting night for him. 0 for 4, but five rebounds and assists, so he's filling you up in those other categories. And we saw this from him the other night. Really bad start uh, shooting the basketball, but by the end of it, you know, he was almost triple-doubling again. So... Uh, not not really too wary there, and if this game gets out of hand, they'll get a lot of blowout run uh, against Dallas. So like this mid tier here of you know Simmons, Ball, Dejounte Murray against that Houston team. That's John. Can I be- add something about the Miami Heat very quickly? Yeah, for sure. What we got? They're going to be without a lot of guys in this game. Yeah, for sure. without a lot. Bam's out. Jimmy Butler's out. Goran Dragic is out. Avery Bradley is out. Myers Leonard is doubtful. And Harkless is out. None yeah, is out. There is a lot of guys, bro. Yeah, we just saw this matchup, right? They they just had this exact game where they were missing half their roster. So um, it was a blowout and be crushed, um, you know. And um, you know, actually, it wasn't a blowout. I think it went into overtime, if I remember correctly. And be crushed, but I think that game actually went into OT. Fancy, do I do I have that correct? Do you remember? I'm trying to remember. I'm going back right now and checking. Yeah, if I remember correctly, they they actually managed to pull off uh, the scrubs. They have final and overtime, 137-134 Miami with all of their backups. So, um, you know, we'll see if that's able to be pulled off again. Again, I'm still not in on Ben Simmons here. Um, He just doesn't do enough for me right now. Even, again, in that smash spot, right, did nothing for you. Um, But DeJounte Murray is going to get a a Houston team with – who knows that point guard? You know, is Chris Clemens still on that team? Like, who's their who's their guards these days, right? Like, I you know, I have I have no idea what they're going to end up going out there and throwing at their point guard position. Um, so it I might mean, it might be it seriously might be Ben McLemore and Sterling Brown, right? Or David Nwaba, like somebody like the oh like God. You know, we could get point Eric Gordon tomorrow. Like, they're they're that thin right now in that guard front. Actually, so John, jo- actually, John, Eric Gordon might not play. He's right. doing yeah, he's injury. So, yeah, so it, it's going to be crazy. You know, you have DeJounte de Murray here in a really good spot. Um, you know, and I think point guard is going to be an interesting position to pick from. You know, Fancy, like I was saying, you know, this mid-tier here, you, you have, you know, Brogdon, Simmons, Lamelo, then DeJounte, Kyle, Mar- uh, Kyle Lowry, Jamal Murray has that good matchup against Golden State. Like, you know, any of these guys really jump out to you or anybody the value really jump out to you here? So here's the deal with Jamal Murray. So I, as good as Jamal Murray is, he is a lot more scoring dependent and he will wait to be fed. He's not going to go in and really help you grab too many boards. So with that, I don't like to trust that as much when I have to rely on the points. When DeJounte Murray is on the slate. Obviously, price point comes into play. I know that this guy is going to be grabbing six to seven boards in most games, John. Would you say that's fair? Yeah, I think he's definitely going to be that. Also, prime defender, no log jam, so the steals are going to be there as well. Right there, not even having to mention the points, that makes me trust this guy night in, night out as the mid-tier option. Some nights in GPPs, 
if half the team is out, like we've seen with some of these teams when it comes to COVID, yeah, he's going to be very highly owned and it's going to turn you off. But DeJounte Murray has always been a rebounder. That's not going away. And like I've always said, whether it's for DFS or season long, guards who rebound are good for fantasy. Yeah, because it helps their just overall floor, especially in DFS. And, and, not only does floor, and also it's a defensive stat, too, for reality's sake, too. And when coaches see that on the stat line, they'll keep him in for longer. They're like, oh, maybe DeJounte will pull down a late rebound. But, I mean, they're going to keep him in anyway. But to all these players coming up, you know, grabbing six rebounds, even if you're not scoring the basketball a lot, that's going to keep you in the game. Yeah, and like I said, he not only does your rebound, he gets you assists, steals, and blocks. So he fills it up. He's uh, awesome. Yeah, he is great. Uh, a value play that I think we're all going to be going back to here is going to be Gabe Vincent. Uh, probable Thursday with the knee. Uh, again, So they're so depleted Miami uh, at all positions. And Vincent played 36 minutes, had 24 actual points there. So uh, to me, it seems like he's going to be probably the clear value guard on this slate. Yeah, I mean, again, most of this team is out. What about Aaron Holiday? You like Aaron Holiday at all? Yeah, Aaron Holiday is okay. I mean, obviously he had the the double double the other night, and, and he but he's priced up. He's five K, and he's and for whatever reason, Fanduel does have him as a shooting guard. So you know, I, I agree with you. If you're looking at DraftKings, he's probably point guard, shooting guard eligible. Um, you think you think because of the situation and the hole that they have to fill, even though it's probably not ideal, that Indiana will still play Brogdon and Aaron Holiday on the floor together. We know Justin will, but yeah, what so about they, Aaron they didn't even Brogdon? Start yeah, they didn't even start Aaron Holiday the other day when um, Old Debo was ruled out. They actually had started Edward Sumner in front of him, Edmund Sumner, I think it is, in yes, front of him. Sumner, uh, yeah. But it was Holiday that you know obviously came on and played much better than Sumner did. So, yeah, I could see maybe them continue to leave Holiday as sort of that second unit guy and playing with the starters at the end. I don't hate it. You know, good matchup against Portland for him. Uh, you know, forty five hundred dollars on DraftKings. The point guard, shooting guard eligible makes a lot of sense. I like him. Again, you go over to shooting guard right now, he's there. Um, opposite of him, you'll have C.J. McCollum. You know, Dame Lillard, um, you know, again, we're recording here on Wednesday evening. Uh, Dame Lillard now a game-time decision uh, for Wednesday's game. You know, he's dealing with that little injury. If he's out, you know, all that weight, you know, production is going to be on the shoulders of McCollum in this game. Now he'll be on a second night of a back-to-back against a tough indie team. You know, it's hard to go away from a guy like that, but I do wonder if he's able to sustain it. We, You know, this is going to be their third game in like four nights. Where do you think the ownership will be more on if Lillard is out, McCollum or Tyler Hero? Oof, I think, he, oh, that's that's close. I think McCollum, you know, if Lillard, if Lillard is out. I think he, he seems he, safer, right? Yeah, and, and not only that, I mean, if, if Lillard does sit, it makes a very interesting um, value play with Gary Trent, who's a mid price guy. That's true. Very true. Um, Fancy, what, what other shooting guards here, other than McCollum, is jumping out to you? I mean, I was giving – it's so funny because I really – I mean, I mentioned Tyler Hero because of opportunity alone. That's going to be good. Uh, as much as I like Fred Van Vliet, the price point very, very high. I'm looking at the Charlotte guards as well. And one of the Charlotte guards that I am looking at, actually, I was looking at Terry Rozier. I'm trying to decide between Rozier and Andrew Wiggins. Who do you like better? Because here's the thing, and this is something I've noticed when watching Denver. Gary Harris in, and their defense in their backcourt is not as good as it used to be. 
Yeah. I'm watching guards blow by them left and right. And I'm wondering if maybe we'd be, because it's a shorter slate, we'd be a little bit safer and go with Andrew Wiggins, especially because the guy has blocked 10 shots total in his last three games. So he's been a little bit more helpful in other areas as well. Yeah, and Harris didn't even play the other day um, due to injury. So if he's not even in there, I would go Wiggins. Uh, it was actually an interesting stat that I saw today um, where Wiggins, I think, is fifth in the NBA in total blocks. Um, he's been out there just completely getting after it um, when it comes to filling up the box score, like you mentioned, uh, giving you a little bit of, of secondary you know, stats and whatnot. So uh, he's got nine here. He's got five blocks of the other night. He's got nine in his last two games. He has 20 blocks on the season, fifth most behind Miles Turner, Rudy Gobert, Chris Boucher, and Mitchell Robinson, and then Andrew Wiggins. So, I mean, listen, if Wiggins is going to start playing that type of defense, I want him in my lineup. You want to know what the secret is? It's a very little thing. You want to know what else is? It's a very little thing in the lineup that's also helping Wiggins in a big way, John. And you really have to dig deep to think about it. And because they're not letting Wiseman loose just yet, they're shifting other guys up like Draymond Green. So someone like an Ubre has to protect the post a little bit. And that's giving Andrew Wiggins a lot more breathing room at that elbow. And that's why he's able to take high shot totals like 17 in his last two games. Yeah, I agree with you. It's definitely something that uh, really helped his overall value. Uh, you mentioned Tyler Hero. I think there's no doubt that he's going to be a popular option. 45 fantasy points against Philadelphia. They have 34 actual now back-to-back -back games with 30 real points scored for Hero there. Um, Tyrese Maxey, you know, even with Ben Simmons back, 36 minutes, 16, 3, and 8 for 33 fantasy points. Whatever reason, he's a shooting guard on FanDuel. I think he was point guard, shooting guard, eligible over on DraftKings. Uh, so he's going to be something that's in play. You mentioned Aaron Holiday already. I'm definitely 100% in agreement with you. Uh, I got something else too, Joe. Yeah, spit him out. We got. If DeMar DeRozan sits, Lonnie Walker is once again in play. Price point is very fair. He mm -hmm. does need to score a little bit more than expected, but with no Derek White there, it takes away the competition. And he and DeJounte Murray can coexist, but only if DeRozan is confirmed out. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. Walker looked really good in those last two games um, when he is good, man. He just runs the floor very nicely. Yeah, no, he 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 is. You know, again, the, the Spurs just turn out these talented players, so uh, it will be pretty interesting if if DDR is again ruled out um, to get Lonnie Walker in your lineups. We mentioned Ben McLemore; he's thirty seven hundred dollars on FanDuel. He'll get uh, a lot of additional run uh, should those guys end up being ruled out. And then I mentioned Gary Trent, min price. Uh, if Dame Lillard not able to go, uh, what about what about Isaiah Joe at forty six hundred? Um, he maybe, did play well in the thirteen and five last time. I know he still played thirty seven minutes. Yeah, he he's there, but I think he's less appealing now, knowing other guys like a Ben Simmons are back. But you know the minutes are hard to argue. The price is still under four K. Yeah, I, I can see you going there. Okay, I was just watching the Philly team. Continue. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Uh, small forward, we have Gordon Hayward. Uh, we'll have to see how he plays during the second night of a back-to-back. -back. He's been hit or miss a lot of the season up against Toronto there. 
Um, Keldon Johnson, you know, you mentioned somebody that, you know, if, if DDR is out, Keldon, 38 minutes against the Thunder, 18 and seven, two steals. You know, the, the Spurs first round pick last year using uh, the piece that they got from the Kawhi Leonard trade from Toronto, uh, panning out to be a, a pretty strong play. And then Will Barton, you know, we, we saw Will Barton go for 37 fantasy points the other night. If Gary Harris sits again, Will Barton certainly in play. Yeah, he is. And again, and I've said this before, and I forget if it was on this podcast or one of the other zillion things we do together, John, but when it comes to Will Barton, remember, this guy's an enigma. He can play multiple positions. This guy can play all but center. He can even bring up the ball, too, so he's going to be able to find minutes at other spots. And if one injury occurs, maybe outside of point guard because of Monte Morris, then he's going to be playing even more, and he's going to get more shots. He'll always get the minutes. He's defense first. And clearly with the crap that Gary Harris has put out there thus far, you think the monster stole his talent. This guy is safe, and he's going to be able to have a high minutes floor, and he's very, very important to this team. He's very key in their defense. Yeah. Um, do you think that Danny Green can hit 10 threes again? No, I don't. I'm not going. I'm not touching Danny Green again until proven. I messed with that last time, and I failed miserably. And he, he couldn't have had two more polar opposite. Uh, polar oh my opposite. god, dude! I, that was. I don't want to say smash spot with Danny Green because those those two things don't really go together. But great opportunity spot that he totally blew. Yeah, and then then he completely made up for it against Miami. Uh, same matchup here, you know, Duncan Robinson opposite of Danny Green. There, I think. Uh, is going to be a fine play. Uh, you can definitely continue to roll them out because they just lack all that depth. We mentioned Justin Holiday. You know, Holiday is somebody that's going to be playing a lot of minutes. Back-to-back subpar games, but still playing around 30 minutes and under 5K. Uh, and then, Fancy, can you answer this question for me? Why does FanDuel have Precious and Chua as a small forward? <laughs> I, I don't know. That's a good question. There's a lot of times where we've had to question FanDuel's decision-making and by the way, not only Fandle, but you know how we've, we've talked about this on shows before. I am now officially putting Yahoo Fantasy for season long in that pool, too, as of this year. Because there are people who are playing certain positions that are not eligible, and I really don't understand why. I'll never understand that either. It, yeah. it, doesn't, it doesn't make much sense to me. Uh, maybe a sleeper play for the Rockets tomorrow. Jason Tate playing mid-20s minutes already. We've seen him be productive at times, and I know the usage is going to be all Christian Wood here, but you're looking for guys that could get minutes and play uh, and be productive. You know, we could see Jay Shante take that step uh, forward and be that guy. Yeah, this Spurs front court is outside of Aldridge, who seems like almost he's towards the end. This It's garbage. They've hardly addressed it. It's bad. I'm only going to attack to their, their second unit with it, so I don't mind that play at all. Yeah. Uh, moving on over to power forward, we have uh, Sabonis here against Portland. I think he's going to be one of the highest-owned players of the slate, $9,200. It might as well be Thanksgiving for these Pacers big men. Right. Against Portland, I mean, listen, if Nurkic is out again, you know, we're still waiting game-time decision tonight. He was injured the other day. They played small ball against Toronto using Robert Covington at center. They have Enos Cantor, though, there, who's not a turnstile at defense. Yeah, Sabonis at 9200 should feast. Yeah, he should. He absolutely. I mean, I like both him. I, I like him and Turner in this one. It, you have to. You yeah, really you do. De- definitely. And, and you know what? Power forward is actually pretty strong on this slate here. We have Sabonis. 
Pascal Siakam had a triple-double the other day. He's now the last four games for him, 52, 49, 40, and 52 FanDuel points. Christian Wood, as we mentioned against San Antonio, could be getting 40% usage uh, in this game if all those players are ruled out. Uh, we already know Wall. We already know no Harden, and maybe ever Gordon's out too. Like, it's going to be feed Christian Wood time. Um, you know, he's going to get a ton of love there, only $8,100. And then Chris Boucher going up against Charlotte, back-to-back three straight games, 50, 43, and 40 fancy points for him. So this top tier at the power forward spot on FanDuel, very strong. Yeah, and the good thing about Toronto is with Boucher being able to shift up to center, and this is something that we were on as an NBA team at FantasyAlarm.com because look at who else they had. I mean, no disrespect to Aaron Baines, but outside of being able to stretch the floor, Boucher showed a lot of promise on being able to bang with the big boys inside, and that's going to result in a lot of rebounds. So even though it's a bigger price point than you probably want, it's worth it. And by the way, John, I couldn't disagree with you more, man. I I honestly think that this power forward spot, it's not that easy. I almost feel like you're forced to pay up. Well, I mean, so I would say that it's top heavy. That's fine. But it's rare that we have, I guess, this much, uh, uh, this many solid plays at the top, you know, given recent slates that we've dealt with. I mean, listen, even LaMarcus Aldridge the other day, 41 fantasy points, 37 is usually 30, at least 37 in three of the last four games. I mean, he's got a good matchup against Houston, who could be without, again, their top plays. Um, you know, DeMarcus Cousins isn't a great defender. Christian Wood, not known really for being a, a big defensive stalwart there. So, you know, 7,200, I think he's fine. P.J. Washington, you know, this is a great spot for him, the way Toronto's bigs are playing. You know, Washington's a stretch five. And if they're going right. to put a guy like Boucher out there, or a guy like Siakam at center, which they've done, Washington can play that type of game. He's not going up against a big banger, you know, where where he could maybe have some trouble there. So, you know, Washington at the mid-tier, we've seen Draymond Green felt the stat sheet now in two of the last three games, 10 assists in back-to-back games. He's giving you rebounds and a little bit of scoring. Like, I don't know. I mean, listen, I, I think it's it's decent. You have the you have Miami with Kelly Olenek, you know, at cheap price at 5300 if Nurkic is out, you have Covington. Like, these guys are okay. They're not terrible. Well, Kelly Olenek is 64 on DraftKings. Yeah, I mean, you have to pay up for him. I mean, yeah. listen, he was, he was under 5K the other day. So, like, you know, if he's playing 45 minutes, you just have to put him on your you, – you, you had to increase his price or there was going to be too many crazy lineups. Yeah, you know, it's so funny. I just – I continue to look at Boogie Cousins' price point. But, dude, when's this guy going to start playing 20 minutes? So he was played he not going to get thrown out well, of games. Yeah, not getting thrown out of games, but he played it when he started for Wood. So we've seen it out of him. He gave us 23 minutes. He just has to stay on the court. I mean, 17 minutes, he gave us 13, 10, and 3 against the Lakers. So, like, he can be super productive when on the floor. This could be a spot for it. They're so short-handed. This could be a spot where they play Cousins. So I'm, I'm going to have one lineup with yeah. Cousins in it tomorrow. I agree with you. I think that's a good strategy. Get your get your you know limited exposure to him, um, and, and kind of run with it and see what happens there. Um, another value play you could look at Eric Peschal. You know had a miss the other game due to uh, close contact tracing, but got cleared. Um, he was playing well off the bench there for uh, Golden State. Um, you know Trey Lyles had been starting, didn't do anything the other day. We'll have to wait and see if that re- uh, repeats itself or not. But you know there are guys here at value tier. There's definitely a top load to spend up for as well though yeah no again like i said it's you want to be able to get a little bit of value there we'll have to see about Nurkic and enos canner can end up being a nice value spot even though it's look 
I know how tough Indiana is, but who else is there? That's the biggest question. They don't really have anyone else, so it's going to be forcing a canner. And he could get offensive boards too, so that'll be fine. So I don't mind that at all, John. Yeah, and if you want to go to the center spot, I mean, listen, you have top two clear top payup options. It's just whether or not how risky you think they are. You have Nikola Jokic here against Golden State. Jokic just went for 72 fantasy points against Brooklyn. Golden State's been horrible against opposing centers. You know, Wiseman's not a great defender yet. Uh, Draymond's just finally starting to come back around, and Jokic is just a different breed, um, you know, playing right now. And then you have Joel Embiid, who in this very same matchup played 39 minutes, gave you 84 FanDuel points. They have the same team. It's going to be a Chua. It's going to be a Linux, you know, like super undersized. Embiid could feast once again. No, he can. And that's why I think let's save the money and just go with it. Seems like the safer play. Yeah. Again, it's with Nikola Jokic. We know all that he could do. And it's going to be hard for Golden State to bang him out of the post. But let's just save the money on DraftKings. It's a thousand bucks. So I'm I'm down to go with Embiid a little bit more than Jokic. What about you? Yeah, I, I think I think if you believe that Miami is capable of keeping it close with their core core group of players, which I do think they can, you know, Tyler Hero, Kelly Olynyk, Duncan Robinson, like those guys are are decent and like real NBA players. They're not the you know you know they're not what the Sixers had a field the other day when it was Tony Bradley, Isaiah Joe, you know, Matai, like a bunch of nobodies. Like these are NBA players that Miami's still out there playing with. So. You know, Philadelphia, you know, could find themselves in another game here and Embiid an opportunity to dominate. You mentioned Miles Turner. You know, the blocks numbers for him are just insane. Um, as we mentioned, you know, a little while ago talking about Wiggins, he's among the league leaders in blocks. But then he got 22 and 12 out of him against Golden State because, like we said, Golden State is not a good defensive team against opposing centers, more so why Jokic could be a really strong play. But Turner against Portland could be up against Cantor if they don't have Nurkic. And, you know, that's a fantastic spot for him as well. Yeah, no, it is. And you actually got me a little bit more on P.J. Washington as well. I don't mind him going up against Toronto. I also don't mind. I mean, we talked about Boucher. Charlotte's just a joke with their front court. There's one other player that I am looking at and debating. And I'm just it's just a debate. I'm not sure if I want to go this direction or not, but. I'm looking way down the list here. Man, I thought about Jakob Pertl, but he's just not playing a lot. So instead, we're going to pivot, and we're going to go right up to, yeah, I'm going to stick with that 4,700 tier of DeMarcus Cousins. I think that's how low I'm going to go on DraftKings. Yeah, I think that's a good call. I, I probably wouldn't go much different there either. You know, I, I don't think Biombo's really in a conversation anymore. No, nah, man, he's very – it's very – you you got to make sure he's getting in that 10-rebound range. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. So it's an interesting slate, Fancy, five games. Hopefully there won't be too many crazy news coming out because of, of, you know, the teams that are there. We're obviously waiting on some obvious uh, injury news uh, with Houston and with, you know, with Portland. But – uh, so far, fingers crossed, it looks like a pretty straightforward slate. Uh, it should be a good one. Any any final thoughts here before we wrap it up? Yeah, I'm really, really hoping that San Antonio comes to play because when it comes to looking for a stack, it's looking like I'm going to be going in that direction. And Indiana as well because even though they lost Oladipo, I don't think it's as big of a blow as some of these other teams. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. So that wraps it up here. You can get Justin Fenceman at Fancy Sports. You can find me at JMPemba777. Have any questions, get us on Twitter, get us in chat. We'll have the playbook, uh, fast break, 
starting five, value evolve, you name it. We'll be there and live stream, taking you all the way up the roster lock for this five-game Thursday slate. Good luck, everybody. We'll catch you guys later.